Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Taysom Hill is quarterbacking the Saints. There's no better way to root him on than with the Saints Happy Hour crew to Taysom Cup. Become a Saints Happy Hour patron and you get one in your booze bundle welcome kit, along with four other amazing swag items. As a patron, you will also get full access to every Saints Happy Hour daily podcast covering everything Saints every day. Plus, you get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints with other Saints Happy Hour patrons 24-7. Sign up for an annual subscription and save 5% off the monthly rate. What are you waiting for? Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody, welcome to another Wednesday edition of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. This one's free uh, because of Manscaped and uh, Bet Online. This is where we talk about Andrew's grades. You should become a $10 patron, though, because that way you get access to Andrew's written grades and you get the booze bundle courtesy of... My wife! And you get access to the Discord channel, which the Discord channel, it's worth the price just for the access on game day. Uh... I have gone almost like it used to be I was like 80% on Twitter, 20% in the Discord. Now I'm like 50-50 because the Discord channel is freaking amazing. So you should become a $10 patron. It's the best $10 you'll spend all month to feed your Saints football habit. Andrew, we got to talk grades uh, today. And uh, I want to talk about the the good stuff first. I don't want to. I want to. I want to talk about the fumbles and all that stuff. I want to talk about this. My boy, David Onyemata. I saw how high he is in your yearly grades. He's third, correct? Yeah. Well, Armstead didn't play, so his his grade didn't fluctuate. But yeah, you've got Kamara and Armstead at the top, uh, and Onyemata's third on the team. But it, they're right there. Like what's, the GPAs are super. What's close. my boy got to do to be number one? To be team MVP? Yes. What's he got? What's he got to do? Uh, well, well maybe we could right argue MVP because that's subjective. So but like, what's really he got to do? What's he got to do to be highest GPA? Like game where he has four tackles and a sack, and Kamara okay. plays like shit. <laughs> that's really all it would take. One game. <laughs> oh well, I don't want that though. I want them both to play well. Maybe Kamara could like play awesome, but like Kamara could just have like I mean uh, Onyemata could just have a monster game. Um. But speaking of that, let's start. Let's start with this defense because um, 
it's number one by yards, which the Saints have never had. You, I know if you're an analytics person, you may be screaming at this podcast, hey, yards don't matter, but I doubt it because analytics – People that are hardcore analytics probably don't listen to this podcast. But so the Saints are number one, and we take it and we appreciate it. Um, they, again, they didn't sack Matt Ryan eight, nine times like they had previously, but they still got pressure on him. And Ralph, Andrew- did you see, real quick, did you see that uh, there was a publication from the Falcons that, and it was that the Saints, quote, only sacked Matt Ryan three times. <laughs> like basically, they celebrated how great that was and what an improvement getting sacked three times is based on what they've been doing the last few games. Yeah, the the Falcoholic man yesterday. They they're they're my scenario came to pass of like what would have to happen if you wanted to fire Dirk Cutter into the sun. Like they wanted to do it because his play calling at the end of the game was horrific. Um. But I want to talk about that. Like the Saints, sec- the Saints secondary yesterday, I felt like they were. You cannot play any better than that, even if they were healthy. Like, and they were missing two guys, and they still made Matt Ryan a basket case. That's incredible, Andrew. Yeah, no Davenport. I, I thought the pass rush uh, was maybe down a tick. Um, you know, I don't think the secondary was great in the sense that there were a lot of penalties. Um, Lattimore had a really tough time with with uh, Ridley, and Ridley's I so thought good. it was I thought it was interesting that they rolled with PJ on Julio, and I think I think the thinking there was he's an easier cover with this hamstring issue than oh, Ridley is. Yeah. So let's put Lat let's put Lattimore on uh, Ridley, and you know Janoris Jenkins shut him down. I mean, he, he Janoris Jenkins. Now, that, I, I think the game he played against the Falcons is even more significant now that you look at how Lattimore did against them. Um, but you know, I, I didn't think it was Lattimore's best game. I thought Marcus Williams was great. It was a little up and down. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson was a little up and down. Uh, but look, anytime you hold a quarterback like Matt Ryan, that he was like around fifty percent completions. Uh, he was sacked three times. They score sixteen points to get in the end zone once. And you know, once again, uh, the red zone defense uh, was just absolutely tremendous. So it was a little bit of a bend but don't break kind of day. Yeah. Um, but I'll take it. Well, Sean Payton harps on it, and they harped on it before the game and, and after the game. They said, hey, our, our red zone defense was atrocious, and we got to get that fixed. And Sean Payton preaches it, and I never thought of it this way, but you should. He's like, a third down stop in the red zone is a four-point play, right? Because most likely, if you get a stop on a third down in the red zone, unless they're like inside the three, they're kicking that field goal. So it's a four-point play. So Sean Payton harps on it, and and they've got it better. Uh, Marcus Williams, he was tremendous. Uh, it's a game like yesterday, Andrew, where you see it and you're like, maybe they should pay him. Like it, he was he was tremendous, and not just the play that everybody saw where he, he separated the guy from the ball, but he was just he was just all over the place yesterday. Yeah, good coverage. Uh, he broke really well on the ball. I mean, you you could just tell he had a really good understanding of the Falcons offense and what they try to do, where they want to go with the ball. And he, he's played them enough times where he's had to bracket Julio uh, that I think he really understands the game plan and what he needs to do against that team. So he looked very comfortable out there. And, you know, for all the talk about his tackling and how mm-hmm. he spent the offseason gaining weight and 
uh, working on his technique to be a more physical and, and better tackler. Uh, you saw that in this game. I thought he saved two or three touchdowns uh, with last line of defense tackles where he made it look easy and effortless, you know, and he that hasn't always been the case for him. So you know, and uh, he, he's, he struggled at times this year, but this was one of his better games for he, sure. His contract, we won't talk about it here because it's a, it's a podcast on its own, but the thing I'll say is the safety market for the NFL – is fucking weird. Remember in 2018, the Saints signed Kurt Coleman before free agency because Cincinnati had cut him, and they were like, we're going to jump on him, we're going to get him at a cheap price, we're going to get ahead of the safety market. And then the safety well, market... Carol- Carolina, right? Yeah, Carolina. he was from Carolina. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. And the safety market collapsed, right? And we yep. were like, you could have got, you could have, you could have got Tyron Matthew. You could have got all these other dudes for about. Like Kenny Vaccaro pay- ended up going to the to the Titans for one year, like four million. Or yeah, something. and yep. we were like, you you misread the market. Then last year, teams were like, oh, safety is important, and they started paying them again. So, it if it swings back and the safety market's dead, maybe Marcus Williams, if he's in the Malcolm Jenkins nine ten million dollar range, maybe he stays. So I just think I don't necessarily know that it's a foregone conclusion that he's leaving. That's all I'll say. Well, I, I thought the running back market was as dead as rock and roll, you know. Yeah. And and then uh, Christian McCaffrey gets that deal and it changes everything, you know. And then every, everyone, every yeah. running back got paid this off season. So I don't know what to think anymore about the value of positions. It seems like. It, whatever's trendy that summer, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. So I, I don't know what to expect anymore, um, but I, I tend to think Marcus Williams is a good player that'll get paid. He'll get paid. I mean, he's gonna. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna. He's gonna get his floor is gonna be like ten million a year for like four years. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. We got to mention, too, your UDFA son, Carl Granderson. Had a huge play, caused the fumble. Matt Ryan, the sack, yeah, fumble, the sack fumble that they were that they reviewed yeah. and overturned. The thing I ask about him is, 
if you believe like me that somebody's going to pay Trey Hendrickson ridiculous money because sacks equal millions of dollars, that's how the NFL operates, and he's going to get a ridiculous deal, so he's going to be moving along, that means Granderson sort of next year will slide into the Trey Hendrickson spot. So how's he been progressing? Pretty good. Uh I would say that actually the most impressive play, like remember now that's Jake Matthews, a guy that's been to the Pro Bowl at left tackle. So that's yeah. a that's a tough block. But, you know, Granderson is raw. Uh, he, he's a guy that just needs to, to work in the film room, develop his technique and all that. But I don't know if you remember that play where Gurley gets hit for a huge loss. And this was like on a carry deep in the fourth quarter yeah. when Atlanta was trying to take the lead. Yeah. And Demario Davis ends up finishing the play. But that play all starts with Granderson. So Granderson sets the edge, and when Gurley tries to bounce outside, now Gurley doesn't have the explosiveness and the speed he used to, but you know there's action going inside, and Granderson holds his spot just enough, and then he has just enough athleticism to close on Gurley, who's bouncing outside, that he forces Gurley to go a little bit deeper and a little bit wider than he otherwise would want to. And that buys Chauncey Gardner-Johnson just enough time to make a hit in the backfield to bounce him even further outside, and then DeMario Davis finishes the play. But that was a huge play in the game, and I've seen Granderson on that same play bite way too hard, and if he does that, it's a touchdown instead of an eight-yard loss. So that, that, that to me was maybe one of the more encouraging plays from Granderson, but uh, you know, obviously a sack. I just want to say he has two sacks on the year now, Ralph. Uh, both forced fumbles, and they are against former MVPs Tom Brady and Matt Ryan. So <laughs> yeah. some, some pretty good scalps for him this year. Well, the reason I ask is, look, you you talked about it just now the the progression, the getting the reps, getting better. And I know Saints, some Saints fans maybe out there be like, hey, how can you expect him to replace Trey Hendrickson? Well. We didn't think Trey Hendrickson was going to get 12 sacks this fucking year. So if Granderson replaces him next year, and this may be probably a unicorn year for Hendrickson, right? And he may go back to being who he is. But if Granderson can be a six and a half sack guy in 2021, that's plenty good enough because that's kind of what we would hope, what's kind of like what we hoped Hendrickson would be this year, right? So that's why I ask. It's just it's just something to look um, towards the future. The other thing with this defense, Andrew, is uh, Sheldon Rankins was back. Uh, how did he look in his limited action? He was okay. Uh, you know, he made a couple plays against the run uh, that were good, and he, he hit Matt Ryan. He played a lot, so... Uh, he must be recovered from his knee injury because it wasn't like they were they were uh, you know being shy with his snaps. I mean, he, I think he played about seventy percent of the game. This was an interesting game in the sense that Malcolm Brown played very little, uh, and I think this was a personnel package. I actually really like what the Saints are doing right now with their personnel, where mm-hmm. they love Quan Alexander and nickel, and so they play him in nickel because they love his coverage, they love his his speed, they love his uh, his read and react to the ball. But when they're in base, they want to get more physical and they want to be a little bigger. So they'll, they'll put Bond and Anzalone in there instead. And just because the, the Falcons run so much dime, uh, Malcolm Brown played less and, and Sheldon Rankins played more. So ideally, I would have liked to have seen Rankins make more plays and be more disruptive because of how 
mm-hmm. how much he was on the field. Uh, and to me, he, he was probably disappointing, more disappointing than, than the rest of the defense, just because I didn't see him flash enough. But it's his first game back. He's coming back from injury, and I think it's at least an encouraging sign that he played that much uh, when he was hurt. Hey, Saints fans, I'm going to give you a name, and I want you to tell me. We're going to play a game. Is it a Saint or is it a Discovery Channel redecorating uh, host? The name is Anthony Zettel. Does he host the show on Discovery, or is he a Saints player? <laughs> Andrew, do you, know, do you know the answer? I do know the answer. He is a Saints player. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he's, he's been on the practice squad, and he's an interesting guy in the sense that he was a, a draft pick by the Lions. He's bounced around the league a little bit. But in 2017, he had six and a half sacks. So he was like a grant. He was like a Hendrickson kind of guy for the Lions in 2017. Um, so he, he's been in the league and he's done it. You know, he's a veteran, but I really didn't see anything from him uh, in his limited snaps. Uh, I thought he played very poorly, actually. I thought he was pushed off the ball. He really got no pressure. Uh, so they they weren't great sub snaps, but uh, he he's an interesting guy, and it'll be be interesting to see if the Saints try to. I didn't play know him he again. existed until I read him in your grades. I just I'll be I'll be honest. I mean I we, I might I might run this podcast and people might think I need to be up on every Saints thing, but like I was like I have no. Idea well, he's who that he's a is. he's a white defensive lineman rocking the sixty nine. He, he reminded me of Les Miller. Uh, <laughs> For all you old heads out there, all you old Saints fans, so the fat white guy rocking the '69. That 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 was a Les Miller move. Yeah, yeah. Um, offense. So let's talk about Taysom Hill. Um, the fumbles. I don't know what else to say about them, but just fucking stop fumbling. Like, figure it out, Taysom. You can't. You can't fumble. You're going to doom the Saints in a playoff game if you do that. Like, you know, uh, I don't know what else to say. And the people were like, well, give him – some people in my mentions were like, well, give him a chance. He's only started three games. He needs time to clean up the turnovers. I'm like, it's not interceptions. It's not reading the defense. It's fumbling. Like, don't fumble. Um, you know, so so that was it. But I, do you want to say anything about before we get on to anything else? I mean, I don't know what else to say about before. Well, we, we, can, we can break it down. I mean, we, we could go far back. There's been – so many. I mean, there's been six in the last three games. Um, there's there's been others this year beyond. If he was a running back, they benched was a, him. Yeah, when he wasn't a starting quarterback. So the fumbles have been out of control. Um, all I can really, uh, I mean, for the sake of this podcast, since it's a grade specifically against the Falcons, I'll address the two fumbles that happened in this game. And you know, I've heard this thing. A lot of people are talking about hand size. You know that that's that's kind of the big the big uh narrative yeah narrative right now and i I mean maybe that's a thing but that has nothing hand size has nothing nothing to do with these two fumbles i mean if you if you look at both of these critically the first one the first one is inexcusable but i just chalk that up to a young mistake sean payton kind of took the fall for that he took the night he was like you know well they they should have been running the ball number one but number two like Taysom hills is trying to make a play Mm-hmm. You know, he they're they're down in the red zone. He's trying to get a touchdown, and he just he should have thrown it away. He shouldn't have gotten himself in a position where he got hit. And I I do blame the play calling also. So he Sean Payne does deserve criticism for that. But I think it's one of those things where he'll learn from that. He's like, yeah, yeah. I really have to throw that away. I I can't be taking a sack and risking the football there. And that 
that's not a hand size thing. Like he's trying to get the ball out. He's trying to make a play and it's just, he gets hit as he's throwing. So, and it, it just pops out. So that's, that's not a hand size thing. That's just poor, poor decision-making, you know, that that's just being reckless. And I can live with that. Cause at least he's trying to make a play. The second fumble, like to me, that has nothing to do with hand size either. That's, that's just plain old ball security. His whole, his whole job description there is don't fumble. Get tackled in bounds. Don't fumble. You're trying to run the clock out. He's got to have two hands on the ball. That's it. You and know, I don't like know. that's maybe so like it, that's that's not a hand size thing. That's just like why are you carrying the ball that way? Your whole deal <laughs> is don't fumble. That's it. That's all you have to do. Horseshit ball carrying. I know that. Horseshit. Well, yeah. the so thing just, so Tim, those two at least in this game. It was more it was more technique, ball carrying, and it was decision making. Well, the one thing I'll say about that second fumble is maybe I blacked out, but it seemed to stay on the sideline in bounds for like five years. And I just was like, Oh my god, Atlanta's gonna scoop that thing up and it's gonna be a touchdown. Well, let's say they do, and then they win the game. Oh my god! Like, what a different conversation we're having. Yeah, today. Like, you know, and how diff- different we're feeling. So, uh, you know, thank God that ball rolled out of bounds. But it's it's one of those things where you talk about football being a game of inches, and and that's it. Ho ho ho, fellas! Naughty or nice, tis the season to perform. You are in luck because Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate man's hygiene bundle and makes for the perfect gift. Imagine opening an attractive box that says, your balls will thank you with the most sought after gadgets and scents a person could find. Included in this new package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. Look guys, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Why not use the best tools for the job here? This bundle includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. Tis the season to Manscaped. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package. Let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the Performance Package now and receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer and is hot off the shelves. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy. Well, the one thing, though, I will say on the positive side, and we talked about it yesterday in the... uh, or, or the Monday, the big show, and I said it on my Channel 4 uh, morning show uh, hit, it was you saw the exact reason why Sean Payton gushes to the media about he's the next Steve Young and this and that. You saw it in two plays. That 43-yard run, there isn't a quarterback in the NFL besides Lamar Jackson that can do that. And that throw on third and 17, Andrew, to Michael Thomas was a ridiculous big boy NFL throw that not every quarterback in the NFL can make. And that's why Sean Payton is like, yeah, that's my quarterback after Drew. Yep, you're exactly right. And I think it's so – I've seen 
everything I need to see from Taysom in terms of playmaking ability. He can throw. He He's shown that he can be decisive with the football. He's shown that he can be accurate. He's shown that he has arm power. Uh, you know, like you said, that throw, that was a big league throw. You know, those are throw. Those are the kind of throws that Aaron Rodgers and and Pat Mahomes make. You know, that was a big time throw. So, uh, ball security to me is the only thing standing in the way between him and being QB one. And so that's what he has to clean up. Yeah, and look, you know, ball security. It's it, you know, it, it to me, it it's not exactly the same as interceptions, but it kind of is. Like if you keep fumbling. To me, it's no different than if you're Jameis Winston and you keep throwing interceptions. Like you gotta, you gotta clean that up, buddy. You know. Um, I mean, a turnover's a turnover. That's yeah. uh, that, and then that's the thing. This team has been very successful by stopping the run and not turning the ball over on offense. So, um, you know, that, the, I, the, I feel like the turnovers have ramped up with Taysom Hill starting. Well, the thing is, a, too, is they were, they were always gonna go back to the mean. I mean, last year they had eight turnovers the entire year like that was a unicorn they were always going to have more this year and our hope if you listen to the show in the offseason our hope was look they're not going to have eight turnovers they're going to have a normal amount of turnovers probably or a little bit less than a normal amount for an offense they still do really well we were hoping hey the defense will create more and it'll balance out the ledger um the other thing on offense andrew camara he looked he had an amazing run scored a touchdown but Michael Thomas, two out of three Taysom starts, he looks like Michael Thomas again. And I think we've sort of, I don't know the right word for it, but the, he's been, he hasn't been himself really until these last couple weeks. And the Saints are freaking 10 and 2, and they haven't had the Offensive Player of the Year. Most teams, they they're, they're, they would miss the Offensive Player of the Year, and they'd be like, oh, our, our, we're, we're, we're five and seven because, dude, we're missing the Offensive Player of the Year. We missed him for nine weeks. What do you expect? And the Saints just keep on rolling. And I don't think people appreciate or, or necessarily understand. This Michael Thomas from yesterday, that's the guy they need if they're going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. No, it, it, that that's probably, and I said this on the post game, that, that's the biggest thing. Uh, right now that I, I, I witnessed in that game is just that that's uh, that's been the most impressive thing so far for me is it, just uh, it, that's the biggest takeaway from that game because if Michael Thomas can be at that level then this team can win a Super Bowl like you said uh, I want to go back to the fumble thing real quick Ralph uh, interestingly so the Saints are dead last in the league uh, they have 24 fumbles and 12 games they have two per game Oof. uh and that's that's dead last in the league uh and 15 of those come from Taysom Hill now this is a little unfair uh because I know Taysom Hill got credited with three fumbles yesterday because technically uh the pitch to Kamara is a fumble, that, that, yeah. that that gets counted as a Taysom Hill fumble I mean we we all know that was Kamara's fault but he's number three in the league like Derek Carr is first with 11 Carson Wentz has 10 and Taysom Hill is third with nine. Oof. He has nine fumbles on the year. And uh, actually, Drew Brees has a lot this year. He has five. Uh, so the Poor Saints shit, have Kieran, 14, I know that. Poor shit. They have 14 fumbles between Brees and Taysom Hill. Yeah. Uh, and, and they've been really fortunate of those 14 to only lose six. So they've only lost six of those 14 fumbles. I mean, you look at Carr, he's fumbled 11 times, but he's lost eight. Yeah. Uh, wow. So, you know, Josh Allen has fumbled five times, but he's lost every single one. So 
I, I think it like it, the, the problem for the Saints of fumbling is actually way worse than we think it is. It just it's just like they've been lucky enough to either have it go out of bounds or fall on it. So it does, <laughs> like remember Latavius Murray had a fumble yesterday yep. and it it just fell out of bounds. So like it it's actually been much more fortunate than you think but the saints are putting the ball on the turf and if you're another team and you're studying film it's not just Taysom hill they're dead last in the league yeah you know just with fumbles it's it's a a problem it's a self-fulfilling prophecy prophecy right because teams look at the film and it's like oh the saints are fumbling let's punch the ball out whereas if you're a team that doesn't fumble a lot yeah teams will emphasize hey try to punch the ball out but when you fumble a lot, teams will say that in meetings. Hey, defense, hold him up. Second guy, go in there and punch the ball. They lead the league in fumbles. Like, yeah, regression to the mean is just a bitch, you know? Um, but, they, like, they've got to cut it out. I mean, listen, they didn't fumble all last year, and it cost them a playoff game. So they may go through the playoffs and not turn the ball over at all. You don't know. But they've got, they got to clean it up. The thing is, though, Sean Payton is so detail-oriented. Like, he – he fucking knows that shit. Like, you know, I mean, uh, but they've like they've got to figure it out. And it becomes more critical because Taysom, once Drew's back, he's going to be playing a limited number of snaps. And and he's and the thing is, Andrew, probably more, once Drew gets back, uh, Taysom's going to be limited in snaps. He's probably going to get a lot of red zone snaps. That means you can't the fumbles become even more critical. Right. So they just got to. They got to clean it up. The other thing on offense um, that was uh, sort of big news before the game uh, was uh, Nick Easton started over Ruiz at guard, and yeah. you gave him a D plus, and you gave Pete a D plus. That's horrible grading for your guards. What's going on? Yeah. So with Pete, uh, the he got himself in trouble because of his get off off the snap. Uh, a number of times he was just slow off the snap and you know, maybe he's just coming back from a concussion and I, I, I don't know. I, he, he's had games like this before where he's just, just slow off the snap. I mean, when, when he gets his hands on you, usually it's over. Um, but he didn't look like he was moving quite as well. So, you know, maybe it was just a bad game for Pete. He has those, you know, I, I'm less worried about him. Uh, Nick, e- Nick Easton, his pass protection was a joke in this game. And so I, I don't know if you go back to Ruiz, uh, but guard play in general for the Saints right now is a concern. And I, I want to give credit to James Hurst because he came in and, and played well. Uh, you you want to give credit to Will Clapp, who now two weeks in a row, he needs to be on the active roster. And honestly, like if he keeps playing like this as a jumbo guy, I wonder if Will Clapp should, should maybe get a chance to start. Uh, but... I just feel like right now the guard position is a problem for the Saints. They're, they're just but the combination of Ruiz and Easton is really not working out, and and Andres Pete is really hit or miss. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Well, and the thing that makes the Ruiz pick worse is they had a ton of good wide receivers in the draft, and the Saints didn't pick them. They picked Ruiz instead. And so fans look at all these receivers like Justin Jefferson from Minnesota having 1,000 yards. And it's one thing if they'd have drafted Ruiz and he'd have been good. Then you'd be like, well, they drafted him, and he's good, and he's starting, and he's a good guard. Be happy with the good player you have. But when you miss on a dude and you have all these skill position players rocking it, it makes it even worse. The last thing I want to talk about negative with the offense, uh, Jared Cook, man. I know he caught a touchdown, but that dude, he's dropping 
he's not fumbling, but he's dropping a lot of passes. I mean, that fourth down drop was freaking critical when the Saints, they yeah. weren't sure about Lutz because he was hurt. They weren't sure if he was hurt or whatever. And Sean Payton was like, I don't want to try a 54-yard field goal. They go for it on like fourth and five. Taysom so, hits, hits him, should have been a first down. He dropped it. Yep. That Jared Cook has been rough all year, and he looks like the Jared Cook of uh... – his whole career you know he doesn't look like he doesn't look like the jared cook of the last two years when he kind of transformed himself so yeah, he's inconsistent he's not playing well uh you know jared cook reminds me of a little bit he reminds me of colston at the end where Ooh, he's still making a play a here and there but it's just like you can't trust him anymore like something happened and he just he's just inconsistent now um but uh yeah i mean I, I'm afraid at this point, like Jared Cook, kind of is who he is. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, he, he's he's definitely more Kobe Fleener than he is Jared Cook at this point. Put it this way, I'm really happy that they have Troutman and he looks like a a decent starting tight end because now Jared Cook, he's gonna move along next year and they're not gonna keep him and you're gonna be like, it's fine, Troutman, it's your show. Like, and that makes the Troutman pick even better. Um. You know, before we get out of here with the grades, is there anything that I haven't touched on that you that you wanted to to talk about? And by the way, you should totally sign up for these grades. They are freaking amazing. And once you sign up, Andrew, we got an archive of it. You can go back and do the grades tag, and you can read all the grades from the whole year and see how players progress and that sort of thing. Uh, so it's totally worth your money. Sign up, become a $10 patron, uh, and get full access to it. But that aside, is there anything – that you that we need that I didn't touch on that we need to no I I think that's uh you know listen uh, Michael Thomas bouncing back was huge uh, and I think that's important and you know obviously you want to give a shout out to Demario Davis I mean Demario Davis really the last five weeks uh I think he he has now four a or a pluses in a row uh and he he's just been playing at an insane level he's been grading really high and it's just He's doing everything well. He's blitzing. He's stopping the run. He's covering. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Like, he, all facets of his game are clicking right now. And I think that's a big reason why you see the Saints as the number one defense in the NFL. Is I really believe he's playing like the best linebacker in the NFL. And the thing is, the Quan Alexander move just it makes their linebackers deeper and even like you said before, more dynamic because. Yep. They can play Quan Alexander. They like they love him against the pass, and he's just a guy like they did it at the trade deadline. It's a fifth round pick. No one cares about a fifth round pick, and it's just one of those small moves that can pay really big dividends. So the Saints, they're ten and two. This is the fourth straight year they're in the playoffs, which they've never done, and it's also the fourth straight year they've clinched a playoff spot before most of us are even done with our Christmas shopping. Like this. This four years, it literally is the golden age of Saints football. It was, I mean, I, between 09 and 2011, I know they won a Super Bowl, so maybe you view it that way. These four years, they're better. So enjoy this. You got four more weeks of it, then we can stress, eat, and drink about the playoffs, and we know all that. We won't get to that. So just enjoy these last four weeks uh, of Saints football, and there's no better way to enjoy Saints football than with – uh, the Saints Happy Hour podcast. So sign yourself up if you're not a patron uh, and join us. We are the most fun Saints community in the world. So do it. So for Andrew, I'm Ralph. Thanks for joining us, and we 
We'll see you again tomorrow.